Welcome to the So Far So Good Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Bussey. I've lost over 80 pounds and kept it off for years now. I was a professional at losing weight and then gaining it all back and then some over decades and decades. I finally figured out how to have peace around food, the scale, and my body, and I have 100% confidence that this struggle has ended for me in a complete victory. I'll provide all my tips and tricks, as well as solid strategies and tools for you to consider and then implement, for you to finally put this issue behind you forever. These strategies will work for whatever struggle you're facing, whether it's with your weight or any pain point. So stay with me, even if you've never had an issue with your weight. Let me make it abundantly clear that I am in no way a medical professional or registered dietitian, so please consult one or the other if you have any specific medical or dietary needs, but... If you know for sure that this battle is not meant for you at all, but you're wondering how to finally escape and get out of the diet cycle and mentality, please have a listen. I'm ready to share all the things I was missing and all the mistakes I made so you can learn from my failures and get yourself some traction, take action, and then ride the wave of momentum right along with me. Basically, I'll show you how I won so you can too. Let's go. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, my friends. How are you doing today? I am back with another podcast today. Super excited. It hit me that I have not actually recorded one in a minute. So I was like, well, no wonder I'm so over the top excited to present to you today a podcast entitled, What Are Naturally Thin People Doing? So what in the world are those naturally thin people doing anyways? I can't wait to talk to you about it. So excited to be here with you. No matter what you're doing out there, I love, I can't even tell you how much time I spend thinking of all of you out there and what you're doing. And I had somebody mention to me that they take me on a walk with them every Saturday. I was like, oh, this is the best like dream come true for me, the thought of that. So Love you all out there. Love you no matter if you're driving or walking or sitting or working and I'm in the background, whatever it is, I am thinking of you and excited that you're here. Uh, The next five podcasts, I think, that I have lined up that I'm still working through, I'm so energized about each one. I just can't even stand it. So I love doing this podcast so much and thank you for listening. I try not to look at the analytics too much, but always just in awe that you're here and so grateful and love every single person that has downloaded any single episode and reminder to subscribe so you don't miss a thing because the next podcasts I have coming up, including this one, are just all so good, straight fire. So let's go. Oh, before we get into the what are naturally thin people doing today, oh, I wanted to tell you, since I haven't recorded in a minute, that I had mentioned I was doing this challenge, this 12-week challenge, and had read this great book about doing a 12-week year, and so I'm I'm not even going to do a podcast about it because my advice to you after doing this 12-week challenge is to not do a 12-week challenge <laughs> because... I'm still going to formulate a plan, but I mean this plan is going to be the 12-week anti-12-week challenge because even though I'm at my goal weight already, just doing this challenge, the amount of mind chatter that it brought up was 
even just for me still, still mind chatter all around. I took such great notes about it and such a uh, reminder for me to just bring in just an absolute ton, even more compassion than I thought I already had for people with the amount of chatter that comes up when you're doing some kind of challenge. <clears throat> and I think I had mentioned that uh, part of it gave you the opportunity to sort of opt out early if you had already reached your goal. And so I had all this chatter around while well, my birthday was coming and I could opt out before my birthday and then I could just, you know, celebrate with some food on my birthday, which is so funny that my brain was just offering all these ideas up. And so then because I'm naturally competitive and this is actually something that is like a strength that's become a weakness because I'm too competitive. I thought, no, I'm going to stay in this challenge till the bitter end and just deal with all those thoughts that come up uh, about having to navigate my birthday and how am I still going to enjoy my birthday and just a thousand things that came along. So a 12-week challenge, not worth it. Let's not do that. But if you just can't stand it and you need some momentum with a 12-week challenge, I'm going to be bringing you one that will be something you can, you know, do that's encouraging and just get you started. But yet, behind the scenes, here to tell you it's going to be like the unchallenged challenge. We're going to find the way to not have it cause you the amount of chatter that I had coming up. Uh, but again, it was like so good to be reminded about this. And my heart goes out to anyone doing a 12-week challenge of any kind. Uh, so many people in the challenge just dropped off just were there for a few weeks. They were all in on fire with the thing and then just never heard from them again. So I just wanted to highlight this because I feel like my secret power in all of this and doing this challenge was that now when all that mind chatter comes up, uh, my secret power is to just be an observer of the chatter. I can you know, detach and observe what's going on there and think to myself about how interesting it is that my brain is still offering up some silliness and to not be shocked because it's just old habits coming up and instead flip that around uh, to be curious about it because, say it with me, what's the opposite of being judgmental with yourself? Ready? It's being curious. So I'm gonna say it a thousand times till we all hear it in our heads like I do. But uh, these people that just dropped off, it's just was such a reminder to me that sometimes when you become aware of some habits and things that you have going on and then you're judgmental with yourself and you don't really want to change that, then there you are sort of ghosting yourself and the challenge and just sort of fading away instead of really going in and just being aware and curious because I'm telling you people, when you're self, you know, being self-judgmental, that's just a recipe for disaster. So when that judgment of yourself comes up, I'm begging you, could we just flip it on its head and get curious about it? And then maybe you won't have to ghost yourself or as I say, eat behind your own back. But just don't do a challenge, okay? Let's just not, let's just take things one meal at a time and find the way to get to our goal in a gentle way and not while doing some challenge, especially if you're competitive like me. So definitely need, I'm working on that one. I need to sort of tone that down a little too competitive. So of course, 
I, I finished the challenge not at 100% of the goal, but 109%, just a little over the top. And who would think, right? You'd think I'm just this mild-mannered, you know, coach over here trying so hard to be gentle about everything. But guess why? It's because I have these old, deep habits and wounds that make me uh, want to be really competitive. And so definitely something I'm still working on over here. I'll be super gentle with you uh, while I'm being super gentle with myself, trying to tone down my own competitive habits. <clears throat> Alrighty. Well, boy, that was a few minutes on that. <laughs> Let's get into what naturally thin people are doing. And were you surprised when you saw the title today? Like, I I'm hoping that you'll opt in. I always want my title to be something that's inviting you in. I don't want it to be something that's turning people away, but I just really want us to talk about like what are naturally thin people doing anyways, because I wonder how much time we really spend even thinking about that instead of just bypassing them as some sort of special unicorns and then just not even really going all in to even consider uh, what they're doing and thinking and how they're living their lives. I think it's so important to get curious about what naturally thin people are doing. And this podcast was inspired by an absolutely lovely, delightful, just precious young woman that I know who is so naturally thin and has been her whole life. And I was asking her, and she's aware that I do weight loss coaching and all this, and I said, do you ever experience this? Because I am have experienced it now to the utter shock of my person. I said, do you ever experience like reverse shaming where now you're being shamed for just naturally being thin? And she was like, oh my goodness, yes. And you know what's so interesting? She doesn't even have a lot of opportunity to talk to anybody about it, I'm sure, uh, because she just has to sort of keep it under wraps that she's naturally thin. And I thought, wow, you know, there's so much focus now on fat shaming and all of this. And I thought, wow, just to slow down and consider the reverse of thin shaming, because I myself noticed it coming up. So we just had the most amazing conversation about it. I think it was super mutually encouraging but you know on top of just her generally being thin shamed by friends sometimes like with them rolling their eyes like oh well you just need to go eat a cheeseburger and all this oh it just gave me so much a new compassion for her on top of that she's super young in her early 20s and so on top of getting thin shamed she also gets youth shamed which to me also, I was like, this is so fascinating because here I am in my 50s and it would have never crossed my mind that she would even be youth shamed on top of it because she said, are you ready? People come to her often and say, oh, well, you know, you're just so thin because you're so young. You're just lucky. You're so young. And so you don't have a problem. Like, wait till you get older. Like, you'll definitely have a weight problem. And I thought, the absolute horror, I mean, first of all, that somebody would say this to this lovely young woman, and even if they were saying it in jest, you know, and just joking with her, I thought, oh my, the horror that someone older would just shame her as a young person. So not only is she being thin shamed, but she's also being youth shamed. I'm like, oh, just my heart goes out to her. 
And, and the big thing that really I was like, oh, I definitely needed to do an episode on this. Like a flood of things came to my mind on this topic was when she said this one phrase. She said, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm going out with my friends and then I just like don't happen to be that hungry that day. Like maybe I ate extra the day before. And so I'm not even that hungry. And so like, what am I supposed to do when I'm out with them? Am I supposed to just like overeat? Because that's, I can't do that. Like, how is that supposed to work? So then they'll sort of roll their eyes that I'm not eating enough, but it just happens to be a day when I'm not as hungry as another day. So let's pause and think of that for a moment. I really wanted to ask you to consider how does that hit you? Because I think sometimes, again, back to that we're eating based on the clock and because it's breakfast time and because this is my only time for a break and this, that, the other thing, when we're not necessarily completely having that whisper of hunger, um, are you just eating when you're not even really hungry? Because this is what a naturally thin person would do. She's like, I can't just eat if I'm not hungry. So... Can we just pause and think of that? Like, this is a naturally thin person. Like, it would not even, like, cross her mind. Like, how could I possibly eat if I'm not hungry? And people just don't always know that maybe I happened to eat more the day before. Or the opposite. Maybe they are extra hungry and then they are going to eat extra because they're hungry. Because they eat according to their hunger cues. They wouldn't ever consider eating before they're hungry, and then they definitely stop when they've had enough. It just doesn't even cross their mind to overeat. So I just wanted to ask you if you could find your way to slow down and get curious about what naturally thin people might be doing and to check yourself if you're having compassion for them or not. Just as it's so interesting, it's like two sides of the same coin, whether people are being shamed for being overweight or shamed for being underweight. And then again, like I said, my heart just oh went out to her about the youth shaming. So may I never, ever, as I'm getting older now, you know, say anything to a younger person like, well, you're just lucky that you're thin and you can get away with it now and just plant those seeds in their minds that like later they will have a problem so oh just so much to say about that my heart just goes out to her and is with her and i just learned so much about all of that talking to her and it was super encouraging for me because now I as i told you i have experienced a few comments myself uh, and from people who know that i used to struggle with my weight and people who didn't so I'm telling you, uh, the thin shaming can be a thing too. So can you just consider that one for yourself this week? Powerful, powerful stuff in there. Getting curious about uh, what naturally thin people are doing. So I thought about this one uh, little tidbit with that too, which is what do you do if someone's planning, you know, a dinner at the time you're not hungry and you're a naturally thin person. And then what if you're a weight loss coach like myself? Because I'm still working on this. I hope that eventually, no, I really believe that eventually, 
you know, I'll even work through this one, but I even find myself in the interest of being really compassionate about what other people are going through. I had this experience where a big dinner was planned and let's say it's planned at 4 p.m. And that is not at all normally a time that I would eat. You know, my hunger cues are sort of set up to eat at different times. So here I am really considering, because I know some people are going to be watching me like, okay, well, you're a weight loss coach. What What's she eating? So I do receive some looks and some eyes, and I always want to just be um, walking the talk and also being compassionate so I'm not going to march in there and say, well, this isn't the time that I would normally eat and then not eat anything. But then I don't want to overeat if I'm not really hungry. So am I going to spend my time like manipulating the times that I'm eating to where I'll be exactly hungry at the time the dinner is planned and all this? I mean, you could really make it into a whole thing. So just asking you to consider this and I'm still learning about how to navigate this and bring you know, my honest, real self, uh, but at the same time, you know, I don't want anyone to think that I'm restricting food so that I wouldn't eat. Uh, and and if I that chatter is still coming up in my brain, I still need to be working on it. So I just need to stand in my own hunger cues sometimes. But definitely this one just gave me so much literal food for thought for myself and I wanted to share that with you. And then I wanted to share another fun little thing well, fun. I am still, this one comes up for me all the time at the grocery store. And now I'm so glad I have a different mindset about this. But with regard to what naturally thin people are doing or not doing, which by the way, I certainly don't speak for all of them. Um, this is some global, you know, statements here about what they may or may not be doing. We can never know from one person to the next, you know, what they're doing and we're not inside their head. So, you know, disclaimer on that. But I wanted to share with you some advice that I got from a weight loss guru of some form back in the day. And I mean, probably some decades ago now. And here's what they said to do. I can't wait to tell you this so I can tell you for sure to never, ever do this. But it was... Here's what you need to do when you're at the grocery store and you see a naturally thin person, let's look in their shopping cart and see what they happen to be eating. This is a horrible idea, <laughs> a horrible idea. And I can't tell you how many years it set me up to literally the moment I would see a naturally thin person in the grocery store, my eyes would gravitate towards their cart. But guess what I was doing? I was judging their cart and this was not helpful. Now, perhaps you could get curious about someone's cart, but newsflash, as I'm noticing with myself now, it has no basis in reality of their life. I mean, you don't know who they're shopping for. You don't know who's in their house. You don't have the slightest idea what's going on with them. I myself noticed and I have to laugh about this so much now because my brain is still set up to want to look for this, but now I laugh when it happens because I have myself been at a store, maybe just buying a bunch of produce for something or another, and then anyone could look at my cart and judge me to be some complete vegan. And as the same standpoint, I was at Costco last night looking like a straight up carnivore buying meat upon meat upon meat. 
So it means nothing. I go to multiple stores. You have no idea who's in the household if they're buying for toddlers or what in the world. So not only should we not be judging anyone's cart as a naturally thin person or a naturally any person, please don't judge anyone's cart. Please, if you have to, I just want to ask you to laugh now when you see someone's cart and just be aware that it just has no basis in the truth of every morsel of food that happens to be going in their mouth. So that was just some of the worst advice I ever heard in the dieting days. Please don't do that. Please laugh when your brain even wants to think about it. So, oh, I was so excited to share that one. Don't ever do that. I can't tell you the years I spent judging people's cart. It was just horrible. So curiosity is always the answer. Being judgmental is not the answer, people. Just going to set yourself up. Set yourself up for failure. Uh, so uh, we're going to get into our action steps for this week uh, for sure in just a second. But uh, I wanted to also talk about food scarcity as we're coming to that point because I definitely... One of the largest issues this is going to be a whole podcast at some point. But do you think that the people that are naturally thin perhaps do not have a sense of food scarcity? They that, that perhaps they don't have that sense that like, oh, I can never have this Reese's peanut butter egg again because it's Easter time or whatever the thing is. Um, because I definitely noticed this for myself, the work I've done on food scarcity and just reminding myself that food is always available. But it definitely, I don't want to make a like global statement, every naturally thin person does not have food scarcity. But it just seems to me that perhaps you would consider that they don't have the sense of over-desire for food and just don't feel as though... They're never going to get any more food and that if they have a desire for some sort of treat, they just can't run right out to the grocery store and get it. They just don't have that sense of scarcity around food that someone that's really struggling with their weight might have. That they just aren't spending the amount of time thinking about it because they don't have this over desire for food that is brought on by the years of yo-yo dieting. So the more you're withholding food, the more you're overeating food later, and then you just have this general sense of scarcity around like, I'm never going to get this bread again or whatever the thing is that you've cut out of your life. Because for sure, I want to highlight that naturally thin people don't appear to have the sense of scarcity around food, like I'll never get this treat again that you might have and that I certainly did have. And it's definitely a place of peace for me now to know that anything I want for a treat, I can just go get it or make it. It's not the end of the world. My brain has just calmed down with this because I'm not depriving myself of certain food groups or certain types of food. And then honestly, just that they don't spend a lot of time thinking about food. My husband is just such a great example of this. I was so aware of this some years ago when I heard another podcaster talking about the, the mind chatter and the thoughts that would come up. And I've spoken about this before. If you were maybe going 
to have dinner at a buffet. Like let's say you're in Las Vegas and you know you're gonna have dinner at this just magnificent buffet of some kind. I would have had mind chatter about how that was gonna go and what I was gonna eat for weeks and months. Who even knows how long I would have mind chatter. Where my husband would be the guy that would just not even give it a second thought and roll right up to the buffet when it was time for dinner and then just decide what he was gonna eat when he got there. So that's sort of a mindset of a naturally thin person. They wouldn't even be considering what they were gonna eat until they got there and decided how hungry they were, what they were gonna do. So I just wanna ask you if you could slow down with that one too and consider that that's something that we would wanna be working towards. It's like, can we just not obsess about what we may or may not be eating when we have a big meal coming up of some kind? Do you have a bunch of drama? I was having so much drama if I was going to a buffet or to a holiday dinner. And so it's still something that I work on but again, it's just me observing those thoughts that just I laugh now, like the amount of drama that can come up that's just an old habit. But I can see them with a perspective that like, well, there it is. That's just that old habit thought. And it's a thought error. It's an error. I don't have to have these like dramatic thoughts about what I'm eating. So it's just a thought error. I can decide what to eat when I get there and just slow my roll. Alrighty, so let's talk about some action steps for this week. Okay, are you ready? First of all, I ask you humbly if you could consider if you are going like from zero to an eye roll with a naturally thin person. Could you dial that back and try to see it from their perspective and put the shoe on the other foot and honestly just consider if thinking judgmental thoughts about naturally thin people is helping you or useful in any way because I just don't believe that that's useful. Now what is useful is to slow down and get curious about them and think of those people that are naturally thin and what are they doing and is there any low-hanging fruit that you can find there for a transferable skill for you to find some way to connect to that, that you can have an entryway into thinking more how they're thinking? Just, I really ask you to watch out for that reverse shaming, uh, because honestly, it's just... Honestly, it's like that whole concept of if you're pointing one finger at somebody, there's four point four fingers pointing back at you because I honestly believe it's just truly we're judging ourselves. So I ask you to consider that this week uh, to see if you can find some compassion for a naturally thin person. And honestly, just to have that awareness where it doesn't just happen so fast in your brain that you just immediately judge them and write them off and you move on to the next thing. Can we slow down? Like, what are we thinking about that? How can we change that? How can we turn these into helpful and useful thoughts? And how can we maybe glean something amazing from them? And so here's the thing I want to leave you with for this week. The, when it really comes down to it with a naturally thin person, it's that they're eating when they're slightly hungry and they're stopping when they've had enough. 
And can it really just boil down to that? I really believe that it does. So I just invite you this week to find the way that you can start eating when you're just slightly hungry and then stop eating when you've had just enough. How can you slow down every meal and just consider this and consider the hunger scale that we've talked about before? Can you just work toward that this week with a heart of love and compassion for a young, naturally thin person out there that they are just having their own struggles in other areas of life? If this is not their struggle, I'm here to tell you we are all having some struggles. Life is 50-50 for all of us. So let's slow down and consider what naturally thin people are doing. And I am here to help you become one of those people. I became one of these people and you can become one of these people. It's a process that I would love to go through with you. Let me help you. Reach out to me if you have any questions about this topic or anything, or if this just stirs up some stuff in you, let's just wrestle through it. I would love to talk to you about it. So I love you all. I hope you have a great week and I will talk to you next time. Have a good one. Thank you so much for listening to the So Far So Good Coaching Podcast. It has been my absolute joy to have you with me. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review. Let's build a community and you can help this effort by taking just a moment to give us the best rating so that others can find us and join us on the journey. Please be in touch with me at my website, which is SoFarSoGoodCoaching.com. Would love to hear from you on Instagram as well, which is at SoFarSoGoodCoaching. See you next time. Until then, let's take our lives so far and make them so good.